Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. As we begin this first Sunday of Lent, Let's together see how we can develop a deeper love relationship with Jesus through the word of God. The gospel this Sunday is Luke 4, 1 to 13, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, 
If you are the son of God, command the stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give to you all this power in their glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I may wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem, made him stand at the parapet of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, it also says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. The gospel of the Lord. The questions. What was Jesus full with the Holy Spirit? And who conducted him into the desert? The Spirit. What had previously taken place in the Jordan River? Jesus was baptized. How long was he in the desert? 40 days. Who tempted him? The devil. And what did he eat while there? Nothing. What did the devil say to him? Luke 4, 3. If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. What one word in verse 3 denotes the devil's unbelief of him? If. What was Jesus' response? And besides bread, what does Matthew 4, 4 say man shall live on? It is written, one does not live by bread alone. Matthew 4, 4 says, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. We know that to stay alive, we must eat food. And Jesus is telling us to stay alive, we must know his word. We must know him, how he spoke to people, how he acted in every way. We must build our relationship with him by spending time with him as we are doing right now. What did the devil show Jesus? All the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. And what did the devil say to him? I shall give to you all this power and their glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. Deuteronomy 26.10 tells us, to bow down in the presence of the Lord for all he has done for us. What is the devil saying in Luke 4, 7? All this will be yours if you worship me. What was Jesus's reply to him? It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him alone shall you serve. Then what did the devil do? say to Jesus and what small word in verse 9 showed the devil's unbelief 
He led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And the word is if. From what did the devil quote? He quoted from the scriptures. Psalm 91.11 says, but God commands the angels to guide you in all your ways. What did Jesus say to the devil? And when the devil had finished all the tempting, what did he do? Luke 4.12 and Deuteronomy 6.16. It also says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. He departed from him for a time. Deuteronomy says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test as you did at Massa. Personal question. In which of the following ways have you been tempted by Satan? When you are hungry? When you feel inferior? When things are not going the way you would like them to go? In what practical way can you apply this lesson to your life this week? Share with someone. Deacon Ken had, mostly when things are not going the way I want them to, I feel inadequate and not in control. Sometimes they become defensive, but lately I am trusting more in God than myself, and I am much more at peace with myself and others. And I answered that I have a tendency to overeat when I am hungry and haven't eaten for a while. And that brings me into the sin of gluttony, just eating because it tastes good, even though I am full. Eve when she ate from the tree of life, she saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes and desirable for gaining wisdom. That's in Genesis 3. When I feel inferior, I used to go into my shell and become quiet and fall into making judgments of others and be critical of them. When that happens, I ward off Satan by saying to myself a scripture that has helped me a lot. Take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. I talk to the Lord about my feelings and cry, and he comforts me. I don't go by feelings. I follow the word of God. When things are not going the way I would like them to go, I tend to think my way is better and try to tell others how they should do things. Then I get critical again. The scripture that helps me when that happens is Philippians 2, especially verse 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interest, but also everyone for those of others. I love that whole chapter because it shows me the humble attitude of Christ. And I want to be just like him. Let us go into the psalm for this week. It's Psalm 91, 1 to 2, 10 to 15. You who dwell in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, say to the Lord, my refuge and fortress, my God in whom I trust, no evil shall befall you, no affliction come near your tent. For God commands the angels to guide you in all your ways. 
With their hands, they shall support you, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the asp and the viper, trample the lion and the dragon. Whoever clings to me, I will deliver. Whoever knows my name, I will set on high. All who call upon me, I will answer. I will be with them in distress. I will deliver them and give them honor. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon can answer that. No evil shall befall you. No affliction come near your tent. His application, I know with confidence that Jesus is with me at all times. He tells me that if I believe in him and confess that he is my Lord, I will be saved and healed. I have found that wisdom in God's word and the courage to live it through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I answered that, trust in him alone. No evil will befall me. He has given me a guardian angel to watch over me. If I cling to him, he will deliver me and I know his name and acknowledge him as my Lord. He will deliver me when I call upon him when in distress. My application, when I get tempted and fearful, call upon his name and he will deliver me and I trust in him. The commentary. Temptations often come after a high point in our spiritual lives or ministries. Sometimes we feel that if the Holy Spirit leads us, it will always be beside the still waters, Psalm 23, 2. But that is not necessarily true. He led Jesus into the desert and allowed him to experience a long and difficult time of testing. The Holy Spirit can and does lead us into difficult situations in the desert experiences of our lives. When facing these trials, First, make sure you have not brought them on yourself through sin or foolish choices. If you find no sin to confess or behavior to change, then ask God to strengthen you for your test. Like Jesus did, you are also to follow faithfully where the Holy Spirit leads. We must always remember that Satan is a real being and his temptation of Eve in the garden and of Jesus in the wilderness is not to be dismissed as just a symbol or an idea. We need to be on our guard in times of victory, just as in times of discouragement. Satan constantly fights against God and those who follow and obey him. We can be assured that knowing and obeying God's word is a very effective weapon against temptation. Scripture clearly points out that God's holy word is a very powerful offensive weapon that is provided in the Christian's armor, Ephesians 6, 17. Knowing scripture is not enough to defeat Satan because he also knows scripture. We must have faith in God's promise that he loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son into the world to die just for us. Jesus tells us that he is the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 6. 
and Satan cannot stand up to that power. The application for this week. The first reading shows that where your treasure is, your heart is. In the second reading, faith is belief in the giver more than in the gift. In the gospel, God's love is far more powerful than Satan's fear. This week, show your family the power that comes from God when you set him in first place in your life. Let your family see that you joyously tithe and encourage them to give back to God some of the fruits that they enjoy. The simple act of your joyful caring for the helpless with your tithe will be a tremendous witness to your children and your children's children. Deacon Ken's helpful thought from the, these readings was our best defense against Satan is scripture. Our best defense against Satan is the word and Holy Spirit. His application, I was involved in deliverance prayer. The battle was against demons and the real power was the word and Holy Spirit. In another book, he said, where your treasure is, your heart is. My treasure is Jesus Christ. I think too much about my health as a treasure. His application, I need to spend much more time in silence, which I am trying to find that electric sensation of his presence. I need to see him in the silence of my prayer time. And I answered that my tithing consists in my time, talent, and treasure. Last week, I was with my adult daughter at the beach, sitting and listening and observing my time alone with her and how I cherish those moments. In the busyness of our lives, we don't get to do that very often, as she and her husband have seven grandchildren, and they're five and under. I treasure my time with her and all my children, family, and friends. I baked peanut butter cookies to give to a dear friend for her birthday, her favorite cookie, using my talents for the good of others. I tithe 10% on, or sometimes more to my church, St. Dismas Guild and other pro-life organizations for the good that they do promoting the word of God and saving lives. Satan attacks me at times. He is the oppressor and twists the word around to get me to think how unworthy I am and that I am not doing enough and I am selfish. Sometimes I start to believe him and get depressed, but when that happens, I rebuke him and get busy proclaiming the word of God and repeating the scriptures that tell me over and over how pleased God is with me. Satan comes at me with malicious speech and false accusations but I know God loves me and has a plan for me. And he is right there holding my hand and good angels surround me. The scripture I say often is 1 John 4, 4. You belong to God, Marie, and you have conquered them. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. I believe that with all my heart and thank Jesus often for leaving me his spirit and making me a temple of his spirit. I shared Ken's in my application to this lesson to give you an idea of how important 
the application is to each lesson. We are not just hearers of the word, but doers. This week, be sure to do this application to your life, and you will be blessed. Let's close with the perfect prayer our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.